Did you think you were going to the stars today? Well, fuck you, <laughs> strange new world's lover. Oh, no. Captain's Pod, Stardate 83062321. Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she's been genetically modified to hate courtroom dramas. It's Ambassador Danae. I object. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so. My next thing was going to be, and he objects, but I changed it. <laughs> <coughs> Amazing. And he, fa- he failed to appear in Space Court. It's Commodore Dicer. Look, they're not my tickets. They were they they weren't mine. I don't know why my I don't know why my Federation ship's license plate is on the ticket. It wasn't Federation. Me. It'd be a Starfleet ship, Aaron. Listen, it? listen. It's like saying you have an Amer- like an American license. You have a I don't understand. License. I don't understand. It's not like I'm part of the Empire. No. It would stop it. <laughs> Stop. Right. This is why you're in court, actually. It's blasphemy. I originally was a little nervous about all the Star Wars references that Aaron would bring to the show. Mm Mm-hmm. But watching him break your brain is one of my favorite (laughs) things. I short circuit. Where's my transition? That switch. No. Amazing. Okay. Well, before we get into before we get into this week's episode and and do some sinning and whatnot, we need to resolve a couple of things from last week. Most Mm. importantly, because Aaron was not here. It's true. We had a tumultuous episode last week where we covered episode two of Strange New Worlds, unsurprisingly. Why was it tumultuous? Because Danae didn't have the best time. And I oh. did, and it was it was a tricky, tricky episode for Danae to get through, uh, understandably. I um, may have threatened to stop watching Star Trek forever. Entirely. <laughs> like, no more Strange New Worlds. It's amazing. Rough rough start was episode one and episode two. However, I, I theoried that Aaron would like premise of this episode, but not like the execution. And Danae posited that Aaron would love it, because it's all theory, talking, so... Aaron, what did you think of last week's episode? Who wins? <clears throat> Ian, you are correct about what I might think. Danae, you are correct about the episode, uh, it, as far as I am concerned. Look, I, I debated... We can't both win. <laughs> I debated back and forth mm-hmm. how, like, whether I should tell you... In just, a courtroom drama? In a courtroom you drama. You debated? That's I debated. so weird. Did you have a last minute twist at the end where you pulled out some legal jargon to to win? I I honestly debated if I should come to you, Ian, and say, don't ask me what I thought about the show. That's how bad I think episode two is. I think it's a terrible episode. I was right. Uh, Yeah. Yes, you were. You're right about. I mean, no. No, that's horrible. No. Um. I, I don't think today oh, went hard no. enough on it. I, I think it's really, really back. bad. It's oh, really Listen, boy. I held back because I, f- I fear the fans. <laughs> no, I'm blind. I'm blind. I am clearly, I'm Trek blind. I'm not, I, I'm not really afraid of the fans. Everybody's been so understanding about everything. Well, Ian, Ian, I think you're in the majority. I think Danae and I are in the minority on. If I'm reading the internet correctly, I think no, Danae and I are in the right. minority on this one. So. It has a really high rating on IMDb as well. Um, but the, the comments, like we've had some replies on Twitter saying they absolutely get where you're coming from. 
tonight. I, I um, you know, well, I know, and that's so nice of you guys to like write in and give me some reassurance. I was, I, I was, it. I was yelling at you, Ian, while listening to the podcast, which I, I know some yes. people do, but like. The, anytime you would say like there was one time you were like uh, you know Aaron loves courtroom dramas and I'm like yelling back yeah I like good courtroom dramas <laughs> this is a terrible courtroom drama well, um, I genuinely that's where my own argument started to fall apart because I was like I don't think Aaron would enjoy this which made me dig into okay what's wrong with it then because I am clearly Trek blind I uh, th- at some point like there was mention that it's philosophical and I just I was like I have to write this down while it's fresh and <laughs> like the hate is fresh in my mind oh, but no. I wrote I wrote this is a second rate surface level pedantic choir preaching exercise with a resolution oh. that is completely unrelated to the point it thinks it's making and that is what oh, it all comes shit. down <laughs> to oh do shit we me. need to sin this episode because you've written <laughs> half the script um yeah it just oh, it doesn't goodness. do what it's thinking what it thinks it's doing and it and it does it in a in a just does a really not? no 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 what do you, no what is it what do you think it thinks it's doing i think it i think it thinks it's making are we this... fucking talking about this episode <laughs> again I this is why i didn't want to bring it up this is why i didn't want to bring it up no people want to know what you think and i think it's important that 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 we do this i'm just going to go ahead and set a little timer <laughs> fair enough fair. that's fair. fair enough i think that i think it thinks it's timer's it, gone off i think it thinks it's making. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> we're out we're done there we go i'm sorry three. i'm sorry i'm being a butt go on uh i think the episode thinks it's making this grand point about inclusion and it absolutely mm-hmm. is not it's because every point it's making about inclusion is undermined by the the plot in the structure of the courtroom drama like there's there's nothing some of the speeches like touch on the very very surface level like I we have seen so many amazing, wonderful pieces of media that have talked about this in the last few years and have done this so well. And this this barely scratches the surface of the topic itself. There's nothing to think about after this episode. You just go, yay, you're for inclusion. Like there's nothing to actually like mm-hmm. ground into and process. It's all just very, very surface level. So um, mm. and then I think that the most salient point is that the entire end of the courtroom drama is completely unrelated to what's actually at stake here what's actually being talked about it's a complete loophole that has nothing to do with anything um so it's yeah it was a very frustrating experience uh i feel like if i wasn't doing this podcast i might be out i'm like i might like i i literally i literally cannot say i'm a fan of the show anymore and i loved season one i loved season one so much has, i'm a little nervous it has about to season turn two. it around some, some people quick. got a hold of it and said hey we got lighting in a bottle let's fuck it up <laughs> so i also just want to say for those listening at home, the definition of the word salient is most noticeable or important thank you You're welcome thank you computer i i can't argue with anything you just said <laughs> and yet i still yet. liked it yeah and yeah. there we go. I'm. I, I want to defend it harder, but deep down, I I know that it was pretty superficial. But I love the superficial message. <laughs> it was. Sure, it was I love the message too. I you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a I, good message. I, some sometimes I I think sometimes I think we need we need to be hit over the head with it. And I, I think it was more of a hit you over the head with an episode than a nuanced episode. That's all in addition to the fact that this isn't why I love... I don't love this show because it sits in a courtroom all episode. I love this show because I love all the different characters doing interesting things as they explore mm. 
strange new worlds. The courtroom uh -huh. is not a strange new world. It isn't. Which is why, it's why I think that this, my biggest takeaway was this should have happened way later. Like this is a much later episode that should have come up. Anyway, before we get even more <laughs> into the weeds, let's let's do something fun. So this week's episode is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, super duper quick, Aaron, we'll start with you. Big prediction for the episode and something oddly specific. Oh, good question. Uh, for big prediction, I think we definitely have to go to another uh, planet. Uh, like, I think we are at the point now where if we're not dealing with something new, uh, they've made a huge or mistake. Uh -huh. Or strange. Uh, then we've made a huge mistake. Oddly specific, um, Groundhog's Day reference. Oh, nice. I see what you're doing. Yeah, nice. I like that. I mean, I'm here for that because that's my all-time favorite episode. Um, cause and effect. Let's do it. Danae, ambassador. Uh, yeah, I think that my, my general prediction is we're talking about a time loop of some kind. Um, and my highly specific is that somebody will stutter their words. <laughs> I love that. Somebody will stutter. Yeah. Yeah. I like Danae's specific predictions. I think they're amazing. <laughs> They never so come great. true. Somebody so is great. going to wear purple polka dots. I can yes. just feel it. We will, we will see this happening. <laughs> because, because that's how predictions work. We do this a thousand times. Mm -hmm. One of these bizarre predictions is going to work. It's going to happen it someday. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I'm not going to predict anything because I've been trailered to death on everything. Um, but I'm, I, I'm always hoping for a time loop episode. Anything to do with time and I'm in. But hey, I said the same thing about courtroom dramas. <laughs> and so, you were. And it worked for you. So there you go. I, maybe 10 years from now it won't. Anyhow. Anyhow. Let's head over to the holodeck to watch <laughs> episode three. We'll see you all in 10 forward three to beam out before they both leave me. Before you go through adolescence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first. Ambassador, what is your beverage of choice? Hmm. I want that uh, Pimiac toilet soup. Yeah. Plumiac? Plumiac toilet soup. Plumiac? 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 Yep. Cool. Just toilet Just toilet soup. Commodore Dyson? Just the gravy part of the poutine. I just want to drink that through a straw. Yeah, That's, drink that gravy. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, just to continue a theme, I'll just take a cup of Laan's tears because um, I think we tend to drink the tears of whoever is crying that we episode, do. which seems we to do. be a lot of people. In a grimace shake. Oh, yes. <laughs> Crumble. Ambassador, give us a synopsis. Oh, shit. Boy, did Punchy Punch episode number one not scratch your Star Trek itch? How about the courtroom drama number two? No, not what you were looking for. How about a fucking love story set on Earth? Did you think you were going to the stars today? Well, fuck you, <laughs> strange new worlds lover. Oh, no. No, no. That's not what happens this episode. In this episode, La'an is put through an immense amount of torture and told to shut up about it. Do you want her to get over her trauma? And, and use her words and talk about shit that's important to her, like the doctor wants her to do? No. No, we don't. We want her to fall in love, watch a man die, and contemplate murdering a child. And that's the episode today. Oh, there's a whole bunch of Star Trek references in this, but if you're a new Star Trek person, <laughs> none of it makes sense. Yeah, there are. Wow, I'm amazed you found them. Um, right, yeah. 
that's largely it. Laan is faced with an interesting visitor on the Enterprise after completing some duties and has to go back into the past with an alternate timeline version of Captain Kirk to save the future that may never be by maybe or maybe not killing her great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So, Jesus criminy, um, Commodore Dice, yeah. you weren't with us last week. Go first. Overall thoughts and feelings... <laughs> How did you feel about episode three of Strange New Worlds? Oh, man. It brings me no joy uh, to say I'm out on this show. I'm, I'm watching oh. it solely for this podcast at this point. Uh, uh-huh. I, there, I, I may have some fun with a few episodes here and there when they decide to be the show from the first season again. <laughs> uh, but uh, I cannot imagine the room where a majority of people said these are the three episodes we want to start season two with like i oh, it's insane i am blown away at how different these first three episodes are from the entirety of season one uh and is it arrogance i don't i don't know i don't know what it is Ian. this is in my opinion the worst of the three uh i i in that saying something uh, after uh, my conversation that you've already heard in this podcast about the epi- mm-hmm. second episode. Um, but I, uh, I, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why is this show insisting on being an inferior version of inferior shows? Like, why is it going, why does it want to be law and order? Why does it want to be CSI? I'm so confused at what we're doing here. Um mm-hmm. Great. Our strange new world this this episode was Toronto modern day. Thank you. Thank you hey. for understanding what I love about this show. Um, hey, and Vermont. We saw Vermont. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And Vermont. Uh, yeah, we were we were international, technically. Uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot say that I can assess the latter half of this show with any kind of um clarity i was angry by the middle of this show i was i was yeah. i was angry so i it's possible that painted everything after that um but i think this whole episode is terrible worst episode ever of, ever. of the show comic ambassador book um uh do it i completely agree <laughs> with the commodore i would have been shocked um, had there been any other response i Felt this one again, sitting in my seat. I looked at the time, and I still had half of the episode to go. Because it's three hours long. <laughs> Feels it. And I I literally had to get up and take a break. I got up. I went into the room. I walked around. I visited my dead fish. I grabbed a drink. I thought about grabbing a bottle of wine. <laughs> Which, just one then- second. You'll find out about the dead fish in the outtakes. We haven't... <laughs> The podcast listener won't know that yet, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's fine, podcast listener. It's fine. I mean, okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> I have a very expensive, you know, mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> it currently has an actual dead Someone came back in, in time it. and killed that fish to make sure that the right timeline went ahead. I would rather go look at the fish than watch the rest of this episode is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that says a lot. And I have more to say about it when we get to the specifics, but I agree with everything the Commodore said. I'm confused. And I I had this thought multiple times throughout. Is this a budget situation? So I wrote a really snarky joke down saying it's almost as if they were preemptively writing for the writer's strike, which hadn't happened yet. But it feels like it. This feels like a writer's strike episode. This feels like a filler run out of budget. No idea what to do. 
let's just pick every trope that we possibly can and not do them very well either and let's not even try to be original with our concept um which all to say ian agrees um this is this is a terrible episode of star trek this is this is really bad really bad bad. okay okay podcast listener listen we we you're in for a treat this (laughs) episode i deliberately (laughs) sway towards being more positive because i'm gonna be the diehard trekkie i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be the one that advocates for a lot this was terrible. This was some bullshit. I I really like Lan. I really like New Kirk, Paul Wesley. I I I I will have an episode of them just talking to each other, but not in fucking 21st century Canada doing just the same boring time travel shit that we've seen a thousand times before. With not even a mild moral ambiguity to it. Like th- this is a copy and paste episode of time travel that we've seen done so many times there was we've seen it in picard in season two the car scene with them driving around and suddenly yeah, i they, had that thought as well they don't know how to drive a car and it's one of the few things that picard season two actually i think did better which is damning <clears throat> absolutely damning um i think once again this week i don't know if i can bring myself to do a full 10 forward on it and just a general discussion because 10 forward will be i quite like paul wesley <laughs> Into the sins. Let's start sinning the show. Battle stations, everyone. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? Captain's calling us you... battle stations this quick. Oh, fuck. Okay. Do you have any positives? Toronto is a beautiful city. It really is. It's a nice place to visit. That doesn't yeah, really sure have much is. to do with this episode, but it is a nice place Great to visit. filming location. Right. Genuinely. I did like being in Canada. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to travel because... back in time, I'm glad it wasn't New York, and I'm glad it wasn't San Francisco for once. Or yeah, London, it seems which that there's seems some. To be. There's some really, you know, consistent places to visit, and I wasn't expecting Canada. Um, I, I, you know, we also had Kirk front and center, and I'm like, what are they doing here? Are they trying to introduce something that's coming down the line? Because this is the third episode now, again, without a lot of Pike, which is really upsetting because I love. Anson it's Mount. almost like did I'm... Anson Mount do something like that they did know about that, that we don't? <laughs> like what is going on? Editing him out. Why is Paul Wesley's Kirk here? Why? Why is why is he the center of this episode? Like this is this is setting up a relationship with two people that we really don't have that reach for. Like so it's like oh well we're going to be using these two characters in a spinoff in a year and a half so let's give right. them an episode on this yeah. platform so that it makes more sense later because they already have plans for something like oh you know well this is really what are we going to do after Strange New Worlds with all these characters when Pike dies well we better start preparing for that so now instead of just showing us really good episodes with the characters that we love they're preparing for the next thing like Spock in this episode wasn't even our Spock. It was an alternate timeline Spock. So once again, they've taken the crew that we've come to love and then they've scattered them around and done it in a really strange way. You're forgetting way to me. we saw Spock uh, get called on the carpet for playing uh, his lute too loud. His instrument so, too loud. You know, yeah, that's true. You, you forget. It's, it's baffling yeah. to me when you have a Chef's Kiss original time travel episode at the end of last season. And then to just do this tropey, how you don't do time travel in the... It's like, did you sack everyone and just ad-lib everything? It's it's It feels like such a lack of care and such a... It's it, it's like, I think what they put first was Lan's storyline and Lan's performance and um, 
uh, Christina Chong's uh, performance, which is great. She's excellent. I really like her. Aaron probably doesn't. I really like her. That's great. It's like that went first and let's just plop her into a time travel story. But time travel is so much fun. Don't waste it. Don't waste it on this. So we're courtroom dramas yeah. usually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm i a bit confused, I guess, too. And, I, and maybe this is just me missing some stuff. But like in this one, Laon has been chosen to go back in time to stop an assassination. But then there's like these other comments about, I don't know, maybe it all makes a little bit more sense in retrospect. But like in the middle of it, I'm thinking, OK, we're going to stop a reactor or OK, we're going to this is what's happened. Like they're trying to solve this kind of um, where are we supposed to be in time? And they accidental their way to all of it. Like had they yeah. not been oh, here yeah. at the right time or here at the right time. So it's it's truly an episode that asks you to shut all all sin brain down to enjoy it. And I wrote almost nothing but sins the entire time. It felt like mm-hmm. I was writing and like, it felt like I was working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Well, Danae, I'm with you. Uh, news alert. You are. Uh, either way, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like, like I'm right, like the whole chess thing. I'm thinking, okay, so obviously Kirk must like chess. So somebody who knows Captain Kirk looks, watch that, watches this, and was like, oh, this is cool because you know Kirk in any timeline likes chess. But I don't know that as a viewer. So uh, there's so many things as a fan that I'm assuming I'm, ass- I'm making a lot of assumptions about. No, you're right. How this would hit differently for somebody who would watch this and go, oh, that chess scene was so cool. Instead of, you can make enough money to have a really expensive hotel by playing chess? Is and that you've right? Picked chess the longest, was so you've picked dumb. the longest game to gamble on as well. Do you know how long it takes to like play a chess day. game? Like, we're in a hurry. And people you that know, are playing Kirk- street chess are going to be good at it. They're not just, hey, I'll give it a go. They're going to be challenging yeah. opponents. Do we see him beat four yeah. people? At, like, least. at least. Yeah, at least. But the pile, you know, and then they're just leaving the money out there and he's doing his thing and it's like, you're willing to accost a man and steal his car, but in order to make money, you're going to use chess. But you know what? It's just that's what was right in front of him. And it's just kind of like a little thing. And, and then I was I was also confused because the episode did things where it's like, oh, I didn't really come from Earth because Earth was like this horrible place or whatever, like the, the alternate Kirk. But he knows what a hot dog is. Uh, my one know? my one thing that I do want to say mm-hmm. Is okay. despite how much I hated this episode, I did think Christina Chong gave a good performance. She's oh, yeah. in a terrible oh, yeah. episode of television, but especially at the end, like I, I really felt like you know she was doing a good job. So I am really relieved to hear you say that because that's <sighs> she, my thought as well. Yeah, yeah. she was, she was given great. a very strange thing too. Like there were some things I felt like were really against her character. Like for example, not sounding the alert whenever the person she sees someone that's a complete stranger zip into the ship. Shot. She's not like calling for security. Yeah, red alert. You know, there's so many things that happen to make it possible. And then like the button pushing, she's swept into a different ship or something like that. And I don't understand how the time travel stuff works. Why did she need Kirk to do that? Why why did the button push not take her to Canada? You know, there's just these weird there's this weird thing. I don't understand that. Did you guys understand that? Like, so she goes from her ship to oh, alternate Kirk so- ship to Earth. And yeah. it seemed like the timeline people knew that had to happen or something. Like, why did they have to be together? And why did it have to be alternate timeline, Kirk? I don't understand this. My understanding is that as soon as that guy from the future expired, that was the final nail in the old timeline. So somehow he manages to travel oh. to the right timeline. 
in the future then dies which then changes the timeline which moves her to a different ship because we do see a flash where everything changes yeah but really he should have traveled into the bad future he shouldn't have traveled into our future that doesn't make sense to me but apparently his dying triggered the changes well laon didn't apparently exist in that timeline or if she did she wasn't no because khan doesn't exist right so they had to go to the our timeline to get sing to be able to use her hand to open the door uh-huh to have the confrontation with the fake romulan yeah can i ask another question while we're talking about romulan uh-huh are they usually so expressive yeah they're more like, emotional than vulcans yeah i feel like usually they're just more subdued Me? in this they're just more I maybe mean, she's been there for 30 years so she got sassy i mean well there is that <laughs> definitely 30 years among uh, humans would be pretty that would piss me off as well uh it has pissed me off um but yeah Volk, uh, romulans don't suppress their emotions as much they are they kind of harness them a little bit more that they are different to vulcan in that regard yeah, okay matt what you were saying about the fan stuff that's a good good place to dive in i think the the fan the 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 canon references you didn't even scratch the surface of the chess thing so one of my biggest sins for this episode is the throwaway line that the Romulan says with uh, where she says that, yeah, all of this should have happened in the 90s or in 1992, and I've been stuck here since then trying to think it, trying to change it. One of the issues with canon that started with the original series was that the stuff with Khan is that Khan and World War Three happens in the 90s because the original series was made in the 60s. So they're like, hey, 30 years from now, there's a big world war. And then when real timeline caught up and that stuff didn't happen it's like oh this is based on real history but that didn't happen in the 90s so they're trying to say that something between now and then reset the timeline so that it actually happened in the 2020s or the 2030s and that's when world war three happened right so it feels like this episode is trying to fix something that was broken in canon and it's just it's so weird such a weird thing to try to do. Mm-hmm. Like, try and explain that Khan is now a child in the noughts as opposed to being a child in the 60s. It's so weird. Yeah, like, this is this is what a, an episode shouldn't do. An episode uh-huh. shouldn't make us go, why did they make this? Yeah. You know, it should make us be like, that was fucking fun. Well, I yeah. can tell you why they like, made it. Why did they make it? I can tell it? you why. I think this is the the major pro- I'm sorry, we're still in the stuff we like section. Did we officially move no. over? No, I, don't, I, think, I think we're just trying to figure it out. I think we're just All talking right. about uh, it. <laughs> great. They 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 are making these episodes with a specific character arc in mind instead of writing a story and then finding how what that story means impacts their characters. So they, yeah. they are rever- they're putting the cart before the horse in some ways because this this episode was made so we could deal with uh, Noonien Singh's wrestling with her the trauma of her legacy and her past. That's that was where they started and they went okay what's the best way we can do this oh I know what if she could kill Khan what if what if we can get her to the place where she has a choice do you kill baby Hitler or not. And like, yeah, that's the crux. That of the is episode. the crux. They started there and they worked backwards. And yeah, I think the episode shows for it. It's just really clunky, you know, to get there that quick. And they don't mm-hmm. even spend a lot of time in that moment because she's already decided by the yeah. time she gets there that she's not going to do it. There's no question. There's no question of do I delete myself mm-hmm. from the timeline and do I prevent this? 
just because I had a snapshot of what actually happens. Like, there's no there's no decision to be made at the end of the episode. It's just we didn't even need to see Khan as a kid. There's no need. Right. There's nothing she's going to do. Uh, just bizarre. Yep. Just bizarre. Was there something with the watch? Like, was that something? Is that Kirk's watch? Like, is that something that's canon? Not Are we that supposed I can to remember. F- no. Okay. I don't think so. Just a watch. Just a yeah. dumb excuse to find the radioactive stuff. It's also really weird that they're making a cold fusion reactor next to all of the genetic modification stuff. <laughs> Let's just put all of this evil shit oh, oh, in yeah. the same building. The contrivance building. in this episode is through yeah. the convenient roof. It is mm-hmm. ridiculous how much contrivance this this episode does to get where it needs to go. What did you think of uh, Kirk? Like, what did you think of the person playing Kirk and this person trying to kind of like bring to life same this different... Same guy from the finale, right? Yeah, still Paul Wesley. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked the Kirk in the finale. In fact, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I liked him even more than you guys did. Um, Wait, no, I thought you you said you hated him. Did I? You said you, yeah, you said you really didn't like his Kirk performance. Well, that makes me feel better because I really Good. didn't like his Kirk performance here. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out, I was trying to no, figure you, out how yeah. I changed my mind so drastically there's Someone in the no chat charm and charisma me. to to his portrayal of Kirk. Everything that makes James Tiberius Kirk who he is 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 completely absent from his portrayal. Oh, he nailed it because Shatner has no charm or charisma yeah, either. So I think in that you're by that, wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Paul Wesley is charming as fuck. That he was. He's he's a better Kirk. He's than, a stiff than man. He is like the uh, yeah. I can't. Shatner isn't. <laughs> no, he's not. His delivery is stilted, but that, but that, the idea, like, there is a smile in Shatner's eyes when he's saying some lines that Wesley just doesn't have. Like, there's, like, there's, there's nothing warm under there. It's, yeah. I don't really have a lot of experience with Shatner, you know, like, I mean, I have clips and little things here and there. And of course, all of the people that have been been mimicking his line delivery for as long as I can remember. But I, I don't really have the comparison problem here. Standalone as a new character to me, I couldn't figure out where the like what what I was what was charming about him because he was kind of gaslighting and pompous and then all of a sudden charming. And it just felt very like he like in each moment was reaching for another part of a character trait instead of being this character. And I, it's probably very difficult to try to bring somebody to life that's so epic. And so I'm not poo-pooing on the actor for doing what they were doing. I think he, he's, it was just confusing for me because I, I, I wrote down, I don't think I like this guy before I realized, I'm like, oh, wait, he's, he's, oh, it's Kirk Kirk. Oh, this is Kirk Kirk. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but, but I think that's also part of what I remember people saying about watching the original series too is he's not a very likable guy no, he's, in some he's, ways. He's and an he arrogant, pompous, pompous and... man. But the thing yeah. about Shatner's portrayal and Pine's as well, by the way, actually Pine is my favorite Kirk. Um, Agreed. Um, yeah. But the thing that they both have is they can be pompous and arrogant and you're still falling in love with them somehow. Like there's, there's still this element of like a knowing smile where they, they're kind of self-aware a little bit more than I feel like the Paul Wesley portrayal is. But this is, it, I, I kind of agree on all of those fronts. This, and I'm going to be really reaching here a little mm-hmm. bit. This is a younger version of Kirk as well. So this is Lieutenant right. Kirk who maybe hasn't... Fa- okay, we're dealing with Captain Kirk, but it's still young. Sure. This Kirk at this age is younger, and maybe he hasn't found that in him yet. I don't know if I'm going to give the writers that much credit, considering the episode that, that they're in. But I do feel like this it's is... It's also not necessarily how human nature usually works. 
that's you know that mm-hmm. charm is usually what leads when you're young, and then wisdom comes as you get old. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. usually backwards, yeah, human nature wise. So. But yeah. But I still, I I do like this version of Kirk, and it did really work for me, especially when the first, the the clever, the most clever twist for me was when I, because I was kind of saying, you're just going to eat a hot dog. Like, why is Kirk so relaxed? He's relaxed and a bit arrogant because he doesn't want to help. He wants his timeline to stay the same. So this is why maybe some of the gaslighting Mm. happened and some of the lackadaisical stuff turned up. That that bothered me too. And I know that we're kind of just waxing in and out of of things we liked and things we didn't like waxing and waning. But um, there was like this, and probably because I'm not always in on the time travel jargon stuff, but La'an was confident. She said, I'm pretty sure I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. My timeline versus your timeline. It's a telltale tale. It's the time, time, old time story. <laughs> it's almost as if she's seen this trope before as well. Uh, and th- and that was it. And he's like, yeah, me too. We're at a fork in the road and it's me versus you. Let's fuck. And listen, they didn't actually fuck. And that's the right. biggest sin of this show. That's the biggest sin of this episode is that they, they didn't, you know, they had a lot of time to play chess, but not people chess. You know what I mean? No. And that's exactly. what this episode you was missing from me. Chess. Oh, what was it talking about again? Oh, the time travel stuff. They both were talking about it so casually and like confidently at the same time, which I think kind of was supposed to put me at ease. But instead, I'm just like, how the fuck do they know what's happening at all? And then I remember this is these are people who have come in contact with aliens and like the weirdest shit. And I have to remember that in their world. Yeah, you have these kinds of conversations, you know. The, you, you, That's you, true. You have people pop in and out in front of you and apparate and hand you things, and it's like, oh, this is this is totally normal for for to happen. So I'm just gonna kind of roll with it, you know. There's so many weird things that go on, so it's it's not like they would be processing the trauma of what is happening like yeah. I would, you know. If somebody appeared in front of me, I would shit my pants. You know, I want to I want to think I would go into fight or flight and like just like kick their ass. But I probably would shit my pants, cry, run, scream. I'd be terrified. This was the strangest dating episode I've ever seen. Right. Like this is an episode of TV where two people meet and fall in love. It's It's not a meet cute. There's (laughs) nothing cute about this. This. Oh, they're kind of cute. They are not. <laughs> I, I think what you might be picking up on, and this is this is what I thought, is that the writers almost like accidentally realized how cliche the time travel stuff they were doing was. So <laughs> their characters are so okay with it and just so confident with how time travel works because this is the most reductive, basic version of time travel that you can do. Like, my timeline versus your timeline. Which one's the right one? Who has the right to say what's good or bad? It... It's it's been done so many times that I don't know how you can write it without your characters being aware that it's in pop culture so much. Um, it yeah. just it fell apart for me. Um, so so much. Commodore specifically on the time travel. What did you? Well, you're a real stickler for time travel. I mean, I gave I gave up well. on uh, like uh, philosophical, like mentally uh, going with their time travel idea way early. So I wasn't caught up in I like you know. Um, the parody, you know, paradoxes and that kind of who cares that you know from the moment she looks at this man and says your timeline isn't supposed to exist anymore with no <laughs> like no uh, understanding of what she's saying to a human being 
Like, yeah, uh-huh. you don't deserve to exist. Like, it didn't even occur to yeah. her that that could be offensive to him in some way. This version of you sucks. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? what is going on? I like, yeah, I, I the, all the time travel stuff for me. I was more, I was less frustrated by paradoxes, which are what they are and whatever. If you're going to do time travel, fine, whatever you're doing. And more concerned with just the, the idea that it, everything seemed so simple to them. And it was just like, yeah, yeah we're going through time. All right. Well, I guess, I guess we know what the right timeline is. Didn't have to think about that one very hard. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really weird. And maybe, like, Danae, I think you're right. Maybe it is because they deal with the extraordinary every single day. And who knows? Maybe someday maybe. we will see them experience some of the extraordinary. But this week was not that week. No. It's, no, it is, it, it, it's it, so casual. It's a bit of a... This was a. This was definitely a bummer episode. I was really looking forward to having more of that confident adventure story that I've just been, you know, kind of waiting for. And these episodes truly caused me to wonder... Like, I don't think we're going to get a season three of Strange New Worlds. I think they're going to wrap up Pike's story. They're going to introduce Kirk as the new captain. And we're going to go off and do something different. Or, or like, we're, we're not having this this group of people traveling together. If by, if by episode three, we still haven't seen our crew travel together, yeah. there is a problem, in my opinion. Totally agree. And we it has been renewed for season three. So we know it, we know that we're getting a season three. But There were many shows like, renewed for a season during the last writer strike that never showed up. So I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. No, no, no. Understandable. Prodigy, for example, <laughs> renewed enough. and now canceled. The entire second season of Prodigy is done. Written. Yeah, done and still canceled. So yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, but that's probably, I know I keep saying this, but the overall biggest thing for me is where's the damn crew? Why? And this is where, like, I mentioned the arrogance thing earlier, is that when you get to, like, season four or season five, season six, and you're trying to find new ways to keep it fresh, you can get away maybe with this kind of an episode mm -hmm. because we have such a history. I still feel like I have barely seen this crew together. And it's... It, I would almost it's understand... It's because it was so fun. so fun. It was so good. I would almost understand if we're seeing a recasting of Kirk, Spock, McCoy like the original series as we know it because subconsciously we do have a history with that crew but this is a brand new crew yes we know the name pike yes we know spock and Ahura, but pretty much everyone else is brand new so i would like to see them together please it's such a weird choice to do these individual episodes that feel so disjointed Arrgh. yeah it really does it really really does I mean, it's going to make me wonder, like, okay, so episode one seemed to be backstory on the doctor and church. Episode Chapel. two yes. seemed to be, you know, background on this, you know, like, so I don't know. Episode, this one's about this person. So are we going to just go through the entire crew I mean, and not actually yeah. adventure? Is this going to be next. little miniature episodes? And is that kind of their thought for the arc of the season? And there's a way to do that where, like Aaron said, you do the adventure and see how that adventure relates to which character. Like, which which character do you zero in on using that adventure that you're telling? Um, so, yeah, it's, it just feels like such a missed, missed hit on how to tell a story. I honestly don't know what show this is this season. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so yeah. confused. I was like... I almost wish that we did have an arc for the entire 10 episodes. At least maybe then we'd have like... But they are. But, cohesion. That's, but, but they are. That's the other thing is, it's not like it's not like this Nunian Singh stuff 
was just introduced for this episode, and it's not like the stuff we resolved last episode was just introduced for. They are getting mm-hmm. caught up in their overall season to season character arcs at the expense of going on fun adventures. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's it's a, letting things evolve naturally. Yeah. So interesting. And we still don't. We still have very little Pike. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, why are you burying Anson Mount? So frustrating. Okay, let let's let's have some fun and do some of the more nitpicky scenes. Warning: warp core collapse in ten seconds. Um, Commodore Dicer, let's go first. What did you have in terms of like nitpicky fun? Well, we already mentioned the chest thing, right? Because I think that like we'd probably yeah. write like a dozen sins on that chest. Yeah, thing. for sure. Um, it's just it made no sense. Uh, I think I'm gonna <laughs> start with. The dying man cliche, which happens all the time, where it's like the treasure is buried in the uh, <laughs> like, like uh, yeah. yes, yeah, where it's like yeah, I'm I'm going to give you information that will start the story, but not give you the information that's valuable. By the way, the oh, get to the, the bridge, bridge. Wah, wah. like it's so this guy comes to them and and says get to the bridge. But doesn't have enough breath to like clarify what he means because it's super important. Like he's not going to be like get to the such and such bridge. Like he's not going to actually name the bridge that they're supposed to get to. I like, almost forgave it because I thought maybe this is a person from the past who wouldn't think of a starship bridge. No, but this is a temporal agent from the future who knows the wordplay. <laughs> he was deliberately punning. He's literally an employee of the Time Variance Authority from the Loki show. Like he's yes. he's he's At Star Trek did it first. Thank you. <laughs> he's literally there to do that. Um, I was going to ask you about that, by the way, about this mm. time group and how long they've existed in Star Trek and what other things they've done. But yeah, the um, temporal agency have been around since Voyager: Deep Space Nine, since the '90s Star Trek. So they pop in every now and again at the end of these episodes to say, "We fucking hate you. Stop it." Shh. Yeah, be quiet. They say, they say, shh, suppress your trauma. Yeah, exactly. Shh. You can't talk about this. So, for the betterment of the, all. The entire guy dies before they tell you the things that they really should have told you uh, and tell you, you know, things that are, you know, necessary for the plot to start moving is certainly yeah. something that would have been said. Very, very wonky. Ambassador. Mm. If we're doing fun nitpicky sins, I would say uh, Spock's coat is not my coat in this scene because he looks hot <laughs> as fuck. You want to be the coat draped over Ethan Peck? So good. Yeah. Like, he looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Was it interesting for you to see him in that sort of, like, world where he was, like, a full-on Vulcan immersion? He wasn't... Well, there was no Federation. There was I no, mean, there's no the few seconds that we saw, fine. It felt a bit... I don't know. It felt a bit unnecessary to me. I don't know. If I would rather have like the full episode in the alter- in the alternate timeline. However, we did that last season. If we wanted to go full vulgar on the sin, I think like he says something like um, James Kirk, like you violated something. And it's like I'm not being violated by this person <laughs> in the scene. Like you know yeah. what I mean? He looked so I'm not good. Being pranked. So if we're gonna go nitpicky fun yeah. sense, because I feel like we've done a lot of like silly and like really deep stuff on this episode. Spock but... isn't vigorously practicing yeah. on me in this episode. Um, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. My my actual sin is that um, is is how apparently the influencer just stops a traffic violation. Like, I, I, what kind of commentary are we trying to do here? Because the police are right in this case. They were speeding. He has no license. This he car will be not be registered to him. He, he should be arrested. Somebody. There's no way the police back down in that situation. Because oh no, you're right. filming me doing my job right. Right? Like, Great, but thumbs up. 
but they're nice. They're Canadian, so they're extra I nice. I don't get that at all. Like, it was trying to make some sort of commentary on how the police are terrible, but it just doing it the complete backwards way. It's so strange. Yeah, I definitely had that written down as well. Comment. Uh, I think the needle drop when they start driving that car is oh one goodness. of the most ab- obnoxious things I've ever heard in a Star Trek show. I was just like, what? Like, listen, and no, no, like shade on the song. I'm sure the song's a great song, but I was like, is this what this show is? Like, we're it's doing, so we're doing a baby driver needle drop right now. It like, felt what is so weird? It was so out of place. So I would have definitely uh, have sent that. Not to mention, we have one of the most unapologetic. I don't know how cars work. Now I'm a, now I'm a stunt driver. Mm-hmm. I can yes. do power slides and everything. Like. Just insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. What? Not even a passing. Oh, yeah, I used to drive these with my dad <laughs> back in Iowa on the USS Iowa. Back on the USS Iowa. Yeah, uh-huh. On the plains of the USS Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ambassador. Hey, I know I kind of mentioned my frustration with the hot dog situation earlier. I'll, I'll, I won't spend too much time on it. But this idea that Kirk knows things, but then also doesn't know things about their environment, it kind of like goes or goes back and forth a little bit too much for me. So I would, I would do something with the hot dog, and but then also he takes a massive bite of that hot it's dog. So and, big. And, it's the biggest bite I maybe have watched anybody take and feel. I don't, I don't, I just remember going like, oh, that was too much. And then you can kind of see, I don't think he was breaking character because I maybe he that character is just, you know, charming in this way. But he's like, I gotta go get another hot dog. And I, I think that my sin would be like, that's a strange way of saying, oh my God, I just took way too uh-huh. much of this bun in my mouth because it was like the it was a great bite. So I'm just, I would have fun with it because there's enough sins for real. Oh, yeah. I, would have fun I, I would also mention with my son, I had this down, the Freud would be in love with the way he tries to force his hot dog on her. Like that, like Freud oh, would have uh-huh. a field day yeah. with that scene. My hot dog saved your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. We're back around to me. So, yes. So this was with the watch. <laughs> She's like, I promise that if it starts glowing, I'll tell you. As I immediately put it at my side in the dark and not watch it. Like, oh, that, not only that, in the pocket because uh-huh, it's cold. It could have been glowing. They should be. Glued. I had that written down. They should too. be glued to it as if the timeline depends on it. None of this episode depends on the timeline. Nothing. They're so casual the whole time. Insane. Yeah. Just hold it at my like. Those shitty things that glow in the dark never actually glow in the dark. You're always like, is it? Is it working? Let's just shine a light on it ridiculous and um, uh commodore uh the chat did just steal one of mine so i'll go ahead and get it out there but the fact that laon has no idea how zooming works uh as that if that's so something the future weird. doesn't understand <laughs> like, right we don't understand what it means to look at something that was smaller and now it's bigger what is this zooming you're talking about <laughs> someone in the series at some point is going to say hey zoom in on that and i'm going to be like laon isn't confused by this person right yes yeah uh. I would definitely sin somehow like going to the amount of money on the table, trying to figure out about how much is there. He's kind of counting it. He somehow knows exactly how to pay exact change for two hot dogs, by the way, even though how yeah, it no should idea. be confused about how money works. But then they're in a super nice hotel. And I know I mentioned it earlier, but that really bothered me. Like they were in a fucking suite with a view of this massive bridge based on having very little mm-hmm. money. Like they should be in a super eight. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Sharing one double bed 
with stains on the carpet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That should have been grotty as heck. Anyway. And they, there's no need for them to spend all of that money. And I, I get that. It, there is no history between Lan and Kirk. By her own admission, they have never met. I was wondering. Nothing. They have never met. And yet, after an afternoon together, she's lying awake at night. And I guess the, I guess the subtext is that Laan finds it difficult to make friends. And this is somebody, she's going to try and change her ways. But that it felt so weird to have that. That was a Spock and Chapel moment, not a Kirk and Laan moment. So strange. It was more forced and fast than any rom-com I've ever seen. Like it was yeah. like from the moment he, I guess, accidentally, maybe on purpose, who knows, leaves the, the changing room curtain open and she looks in and it's just like, oh, no, is this what we're, are we really yeah, like, am I really asking for this? Like, is this what yeah. we're doing in this episode? And then you're right. She gets up and goes and looks at him on the couch like she has these deep, meaningful feelings for this so arrogant confusing. man she just met. It's mm-hmm. or creepily watching him change clothes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, <gasps> oh, he has abs. <laughs> right. And then and then the takes. And then, like, I don't know if my eyes have ever rolled as far back as they did when they when they kissed. I was just like, who cares? This, this just doesn't work. Um, I kind of like that they kissed and then they looked at each other like, oh, we should probably do that again. Right. Yeah, let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on brand for Kirk. It completely makes sense for Kirk. I don't know if I follow it in that situation with Lan. Like. What were they thinking in that moment? I wonder if the timelines will explode. Like, is this what blows up the timeline is us kissing? Like, there's so much going on. But then they're like, no, we should probably do that again. Let's do it. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. So I had to just, I'm going to go back to the stereo tropey um, time travel stuff. And it's man from the future doesn't know how revolving doors work. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm from yeah, space yeah. where you have electric doors that open revolving doors are not a big leap my friend <laughs> not They're not really difficult. not and you get you no. can all you have to understand is the, the simple laws of physics that are involved <laughs> like pushing a door open they can figure out whatever engineering they figure out from watches in an antique yeah. store but they can't figure out revolving mm-hmm. doors just just Very wild 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 um what about the uh palm that the hand palm scanner that works even though she's only she's got half of her palm covered from the glove yeah like she's wearing a glove where only her fingers are showing and she puts it on the palm scanner and somehow it's able to still work because maybe it's because all they need is the tip and that's fine but then you don't need that much of a pad in the first place just the so, pad itself makes no a, sense. That, uh, because that why me. would you make it key to that person's family genome instead of their fingerprints? Like, why would you make it mm. less specific other than for the story? Like, that that scanner makes no sense at all. Doesn't make sense. I'm done. Uh, you're done? Um, no. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Got, I felt like it was more. just going to be me talking for the next half hour. Um, no, you go for it. I, I have to pull out Amongst all the contrivances in this episode, I believe the most forced happens before we even time travel, which is all the Carol Kane stuff with all her stolen loot that just happens to be a thing she's dealing with. And and just she like they need every piece of that information to find her on Earth. And the only reason it's there is so that they can find her on Earth. It is so contrived, which she knows. Pause here while everyone considers timelines. (laughs) Pelion knows that Laan goes back in time, 
So she has to have that information there to help Laan find her in the past. I don't think the episode is saying that I at all. I don't think so. I, I think mean, so. maybe. I think so. Maybe. Because I thought that as well. There wasn't even like a no, wink at the there end. Was... They're willing to zoom in on a watch, Pelia but they're not even like winking like... like... Pelia gives like a little head tilt to Laan when she's in her oh. jacket um, while she's on the bridge. Like, because Vermont was the thing that got to me was because there's no reason for Pelia to mention Vermont. But I, it has all to right, be deliberate. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I mean that. Then it makes it's sense so why it's the, it has the to so be. Con- yeah, that that would be the explanation. I just hadn't considered that to be the same timeline. But okay, it okay, is. but like, is. but 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 Pelia could have done something where she's like, you know, did you ever know that I did this, this, and this? Why did she have to like lug all of her actual antiques onto the no, ship? Because if she's in here, yeah, if she's too obvious about right, it, the right. temporal prime directive people come in and say, hey, you're interfering. Yeah, I think that's so right. She has to I be think re- that's right. She's probably been slapped by them a few times. I would imagine she's been slapped by them many times. Well, this brings me to my another another sin, since that one apparently isn't a sin. Okay. My other sin is when the woman at the end is like, um, she what'd she say? Uh, oh, to be clear, I didn't send you anywhere. Oh, really? Oh, really, person who knows all of time and how it happens? Oh, really, if Pelly can be involved uh-huh. in this, the person who's actually in charge? Doesn't know this is how it's going to go down or work yeah. and that this is what the timeline is. Like, yeah, it's it- very easy to come in after the fact. Right. Yeah. Anyhow. So what I was going to compare it to was how. So somebody in the chat has just made a very good point that Carol Kane is kind of playing a Whoopi Goldberg Guinan character mm-hmm. because Guinan was introduced in season two as well. This all knowing being that's very old and has lots and lots and lots of knowledge. And they, they do this in TNG where Guinan has been waiting for a series of events to happen. And Picard goes to her and says, you know what's going on here. And she says, I cannot tell you because it will interfere with the timeline. And they play on it. And then at the end of the episode, the adventure is done. Picard goes to 10 forward, sits down with Guinan, and they just look at each other and give this like nod. And it's just, it's this full circle thing. So instead of having fun with it, and knowing that we've come full circle, it does leave it ambiguous. And it does leave it, did Pelia just get lucky? Is this all subconscious? And it's just, it's a missed opportunity. Ambassador, any others? Now, I was just going to say, after an entire episode of uh, not giving me anything I want about this show, at least the show had the good sense to just end with people punching each other once again. That's, you know, <laughs> like... That's what I wanted thanks, from the Romulan secret for spy. Understanding me, uh, show. Always yeah. got to have that fist fight at the end, uh, as because it's necessary. And then the Romulan who's been there for thirty years just nopes out and vaporizes mm-hmm. herself. Like now's the time to give up. That's ah, just baffling. Yeah. Um, I did have another missed opportunity, which was considering the timeline alteration happens before the opening credits. We could have had Paul Wesley do the to boldly go. Like, I just thought that would have been a nice little touch yeah, to have fun. him do the opening credits, considering he's now the captain, which has been done in the past. They've messed with that. Um, but yeah, not, not, not surprised. Uh, I also want to say that telling someone um, I know you and I know your secret without any context is a, is a great way to get murdered. Um, like, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, yeah. No context. <laughs> But I know you and I know your secret. <laughs> oh, okay. Pat, pat. Come on Dead. in. I Yeah, come on in, guys. Just uh, we'll make some tea for you. Uh, you know. Amazing. Drink the whole thing, I mean, please. She could have just said, she could have just said Lanthanite. Like, that uh, would have been enough to get her through the door. Right. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. She also, like, Lon also, like, she takes that, when the guy, when the very beginning, he, when the time traveler guy reaches into his pocket, I'm surprised she didn't... Uh, 
it's like, hey, hands out of your pocket. Like, he could have been there to attack her. Yeah. She was so, 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 so casual. So chill. So casual. Anyway, um, no, my, my, everyone should be dead. My final thought, um, and we'll let Aaron just listen through the rest of, of his <laughs> I'm stuff, done. I'm is done. It's, it's, it is the how it was a reference fest with Khan and how unfair, again, that is to the new people. Like, I appreciate it as like somebody who knows exactly what they're talking about. I still don't think it was necessary. But again, I don't know how a stranger comes into this and isn't completely lost by the Khan stuff, why that's important, why like the impact that that has is so tied into knowing the canon. Um, and let's just stop revisiting Khan. Like, let's just stop revisiting. Th- let's make a new show. Like TNG had this rule where they weren't allowed to do references. They weren't allowed to do cameos because they had to blaze their own trail. And Strange New Worlds isn't doing that in season two. Yeah. And we haven't even got to the Gorn yet. <laughs> oh, it's coming. <sighs> it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Um, I love it when somebody uh, says, do I know you to somebody they just answered a video call from? Um, like, <laughs> do I know you? Always, always is uh, wonderful when somebody's like, I have no idea who this is, but yeah, let's get on video together uh, from this random person. I have no Totally idea. fine. That would probably get cut for being yeah. too argumentative because people can do that, uh, obviously. Yeah, and it may work different on Sure, issues. and you know, Kirk may have just been like, oh, let's have some fun. Uh, so you never know. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to send was the, the point where she says, I would say your reputation precedes you, but it's actually the opposite. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean, Ian? What Please, does that wait, mean? when was that? This was, when this was is, that? she's talking yeah, to Kirk, it's when, right? It's so the like Romulan. she's saying, oh, she's saying right. you precede your reputation. Well, duh, that's how it usually works. That's why the saying exists when somebody's reputation precedes oh, it's, them. It's really strange. Like, it's, it's a time travel no nod, isn't I it? Think like your I, reputation, because it's just his reputation hasn't happened yet. I think is what I mean, she's maybe. getting at. I mean, uh, it's just uh, it's, it's just one of those yeah. things where it's like I feel like she thought she said something really clever or funny there, yes, and I'm not yes, sure that this, she did. This sounded a lot smarter in your yeah, head than yeah. when it was on paper. And I just, yeah, I just I really, it. really am thankful that we got this episode so that I could know that uh, Captain Captain Kirk likes poutine and uh, and yeah. knows that poutine. lasers are real. You know, like the important yes, stuff. Exactly, um, lasers. Really, really funny stuff. Lasers. I do have one more thing I could say, and probably fit in this. I probably would write a sin about this. What is it in our current media culture where? Every single story is about going into a multiverse and having the decision as to whether or not you will change it or leave it the same. Everything is doing that right now. I'm waiting for um, Scream. Like Scream 7 or Scream 8 is going to be about multiverses. And they're going to like bring in Mike Myers. And someone's got a parody at some point because the 20s is just the decade of the multiverse it really is wild man it's just like we we've kind of like media has already dealt with these themes before but we've done it just with straight time travel but now for some reasons like ooh, multiverse is a fun new way to deal with the exact same thing we've been dealing with forever so tng did it with um parallels which is a great wharf episode we've been doing this for a long time okay remember when we got to watch right We should just go back and carry on. Remember when we got to watch Strange New Worlds? That was fun, too. That was fun. That was nice. Okay, I was haunted the entire episode by Aaron saying, if we don't go to a Strange New World in this episode, I'm out. I'm like, oh, we're on Earth. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Toronto. Today. Um, So I I 
through the trailer knew some stuff. I was pumped for this episode, and I think this is why it's hit me really hard. Mm. I was so excited for this time travel episode, and sucked. So, let's quickly go over your predictions from the beginning of the episode. Aaron, your big prediction was that they will go to another planet. (laughs) (laughs) You did it! Did I? You did Did it, Aaron! I, we did. We went to no, another we went to planet. This planet. Uh, you could not have been more specifically wrong. Correct. Yes. It, it's the incredible. opposite of my prediction happened. And Groundhog Day, which it felt like it, but not for the reasons that the show wanted us <laughs> right. to feel yes. like it. Uh, Danae, uh, big prediction was a time loop. Sadly, no. Although it felt, again, like it. Uh, oddly specific, someone will stutter. Um, I guess the whole episode felt like it stuttered. <laughs> But I don't think there was a specific stutter. Okay, time for a very, very quick... Hey, was it in the trailer? The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. You will die without honor. Shut up, Wesley. Get off my bridge. This is the really quick segment where we, we ask, was it in the trailer? Um, have a guess. What was in the trailer from this episode? Ambassador. I'm going to guess that it's when Kirk turns around and says, who are you and why are you on my bridge or whatever? No, not in the trailer. Um... My modus operandi mm-hmm. is to name the thing that would be the worst possible thing to put in the trailer mm-hmm. and then get very angry when you say it was in the trailer. I like um, it, yeah. So I when always... When he shot? When he I shot? always... <gasps> Her wiping caused tears? <laughs> Sorry. I always come into this thinking there's no way this is in the trailer and I really believe there's no way this was in the trailer. Child Con. Um, okay, Child Con was not in the trailer. Okay, Correct. good. Not good. unless it was super frank. Was it, was it the kiss? Was the kiss, wasn't um, it? Yeah, so there is some closeness that's in the trailer. Um, Captain, so basically, them appearing on present day Earth is in the trailer. So we know that there's a time travel episode. Um, Kirk going through the revolving door and saying, I I was born in space. I don't know how doors work, was in the trailer. Um, the explosion, Laan and Kirk looking at the reflection of the explosion in the window was also in the trailer. Um, so you can you can get some plot beats, but they did hold their load and did not show Khan in the trailer. the chess oh, game. The, oh, the, oh okay. the hot dog because that was that was the best part of this so, episode, yeah. right? Interesting, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, so so podcast listeners, we we continue on this journey together. Obviously, we never know how we're going to react to things as they just come out. Um, feel free to send us your thoughts though. Like this is obviously we've got the live chat that shares their their thoughts, but we also want to know your thoughts too and maybe you loved it and you think that we missed something really profound or we missed something that was really important you know make sure that you let us know you can contact us on twitter or discord or email that's all in the description of this podcast um because yeah sometimes they just don't hit but they that's not how everybody is going to react so our opinions do not reflect everyone's opinions and we're not trying to shit on the show the show is trying to shit on us and that's the difference Our highs will not mean as much if they aren't accompanied by the genuine lows. If we genuinely pretend like we love everything, it doesn't mean anything. So, nah, yeah, you'll be able to sniff it out. You'll be able, you'll know. Exactly. You'll know. We did not have fun. I cannot fun. wait to get to my quote on this one, Captain. Well, because... with that, thank you for joining us this week for uh, another mixed episode, but some wholesome, wholesome discussion, I think. She's we'll going to steal back. my quote, by the way. 
next not if i steal it first <laughs> we'll be back next week on youtube live and um the cinema sins live twitch channel at 12 30 ct for episode four of strange new worlds until then i'm captain ian and i shall endeavor to practice less vigorously uh and i'm pretty sure there's nothing for me to go back to <laughs> and say hello to the very judgmental internet for me <laughs> <laughs> oh my and live long in potsburg okay but before you go podcast listener we're not actually live next week. Oh, um, shit. We're not. Never mind. This is something that the captain does all the fucking time. I just read what's um, on the he... prompter in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be live next week, but you'll be able to catch the podcast in your podcast feed just like normal. Okay, bye. Live long in Podspa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Waiting in the stream yard, oh, I'm waiting for Ian and Danae. In the stream yard, where are they? How are you doing? I'm okay. Oh, what, why okay? I'm okay. We gave you the week I off, think- come on. I'm feeling uh, something in my lungs. Oh, I was going to go with like inadequate or like something, <laughs> something I'm emotional. Feeling impotent. And, <laughs> and I thought we could talk about that. I, uh, I have several sprays to help with that. Sprays you have? Yeah, some sprays that will help you feel I more. Don't, I don't know what it says potent. about you that you have several impotent sprays. That's, that's I have a, This is big many, information, Ian. Yep. Uh, many friends in my life that require <laughs> yes, potency. Yes, exactly. Um, asking for a friend. I woke up yesterday morning with the distinct feeling that i had aspirated something overnight oh so like that 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 something that something was in my lungs oh my goodness like that at some point i breathed through my mouth and like a spider got in or something who knows whatever you've applied it wrong (coughs) so what You've applied the potency spray wrong. You're not supposed Ian, to get your partner to I don't even have any. What, it. This is such a stretch. That is such a stretch. Like I, we, the, according to the premise of the humor of the bit before, I, I didn't even have any. <laughs> All day long, I had that this feeling in my lungs that something needed to get out of there. And so I was like coughing and, you know, um, what, do, what do you call the thing? Like, what is there a word for clearing your throat or do you have to literally say three words to say that? Mm, um, Fleming. Fleming, that could be that could be a, an insult to the author of uh, of the Bond yes. series, but <laughs> that's his legacy. That's what he really wanted his legacy to be. Well, interestingly, historically, to hawk H A W K, also mm. hawk, meant to clear the throat in the general sense. Now, yeah, refers... like hawkalugi. Yeah, exactly. I've, yeah, I've heard that. Now it refers to gathering phlegm for spitting by a progressive closing of the tongue against the back of the throat. Um, Retch oh, also right, like a... meant. <laughs> Yeah, like, like what? that. that... <laughs> Stop. I will remove you from the show. That was all fake. Stop. There was no phlegm involved in that. Makes it worse. I'm just a good sound effect person. So while we have had two good, strong English one syllable words to express that, they've both drifted into new roles. Uh, <laughs> this is the most this is the most English thing I think I've ever read on the internet. In the present, I think ahem is the best verb that we've got. <laughs> ahem? Excuse me I'm while s- I just ahem my throat. I've got, I've got, well, if you're going to say my throat, you might as well just say <laughs> clear my throat. The, 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 the idea is that we need a word that is briefer. Uh, That's fair. 
more brevity. I just verb. We verb a hem from so now on. So yesterday I was doing a lot of coughing and a hemming. And uh, yeah. Could that you doesn't just work. That doesn't for work. Me? Just <clears throat> give me a good a hem. <clears throat> but not a hawk. Not a... I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Danae has that when I do like the fake burps. Like it really like... Wait, that Danae sound. gets offended when you burp? When I no, when I'm when I'm false burping. I mean, technically, oh, it's a real burp, but I have to suck the air in, okay. and that noise of sucking the air air in like like destroys her. Like I she cannot I, hear it. It offends me as somebody with <laughs> <laughs> who can't burp. Yes, uh, you have erectile dysfunction. That's why I have all of those lotions and sprays. <laughs> well, then you should be spraying them in your throat. No, that's how. I <laughs> That's how you get all your sudden, problem. All of a sudden, the uvula just stands up on end. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that's what the little blue pill did to all of your phalanges. Anything. Just turn yeah. all up, any of any dangly bit. Your earlobes yeah, ear just go <laughs> just straight up. Do you know oh, why I finished yeah. before you guys? Uh, no. Because I skipped the opening credits. That's how. Oh, so did I. But I had to rewind a couple of times. Oh, I see. Just to I get see. some... Get some facts in order. You skip the opening credits. You you skip that that the song the song yeah, that I, speaks to your soul. Because I knew you guys were going to, and I didn't want to be too far behind. <laughs> you cynics. I there are f- there are very few shows that I that I wouldn't skip the opening uh, credits for. One of them is the X Files. I will jam to that. Oh, I will jam to that tune uh, every single yes. time. Yes. And also because they sometimes changed the trust no one at That's the end true. to That's something true. else. I was always waiting for what it was going to be that week, even though they didn't change it that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is a fish, Janae? I have a very expensive tomb, is the update. <laughs> oh, the no. The fish died Wait. this morning. Oh, <laughs> did it, did no, it actually? It died it's today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I'm going to I'm gonna be, Iris is going to get home. Was it We're because gonna... of you forced it to watch this episode of Strange New Worlds? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> As we as we discuss this, I have a tank that has a dead fish in it that ah. I haven't fished out yet, and it's just fished out. It, That's sad. It, it, it's it's been it's been struggle bussing for the last. Well, I mean, it's been a struggle since the start. Let's not go back in time and repeat the entire thing. But he's had some issues. I yeah. haven't known how to solve them. I got a little pH a pH balance thingy, and, and I it was so complicated. I didn't even know what to do. I'm like, okay, so one, even once I find out the pH balance, I don't mm. even know what to do here. I don't know what I did, but I know that that fish had a great week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a name. Iris named him Blubber, and then renamed him to Koi Blubber, but insists that you also add fish at the end, which was its last name. Mm. This morning, um, I found the fish in a very precarious situation. I'll do my best to explain it to you. This fish tank has a waterfall feature. So the front lip on the top of the fish tank is cut out so that the water flows out over the front of it and down into an exterior basin. The Mm -hmm. lid sits down inside of the tank so that obviously nothing can flow out of the tank. However, I think Iris may have accidentally moved it back. So this morning I found the fish on the exterior part of the tank at the top of the water, just about to go over the top 
down the waterfall, plummeting into the, the thing below. Just desperate And he to was escape. just hanging out on his side like, fuck. So my assertion ops uh, is zero now. I'm back to now. I don't know what the fuck to do with this fish tank now. And anyone Sell who tells me to get some more fish dollars. can go fuck themselves. Yeah, you should um, not get more fish. But That's... I'm like $200 sunk into this thing at this point. Sunk. Yeah. So I kind of want to do something with it. Like maybe I donate it to her school. I found you know? a beautiful snake on the road yesterday. You could turn it into like a terrarium or something for like, yeah. you know. Um... Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, of the living things you have in the house, the important ones are still alive. The two dogs and Iris. That's a win. Yes. And, and also just myself. Yourself. Yeah. Also myself, yes. Ian, tell us about the philosophical math you do to determine a dog is more important than a fish. Size. <laughs> no, fair enough. Size. I'm very Size. important. I, I, must, I rank high on the value. Uh, I was thinking this the other day. How like we have... we. My mum is a great example of this. How we will kill flies, but she draws the line at spiders. Like spiders she will not kill because they're What about cute, spiders that are smaller than a fly? She, if she... If she doesn't know that it's a spider, then it's absolutely fine. But she draws the line at spiders. And the only distinction I can think of is size. There is a certain size where it becomes weird to kill something. That's all I can think of, genuinely. Well, it becomes more difficult. So that's, <laughs> that's part of it. It said, I've had that happen to mine, lying on the bottom for a few days, then it's fine. Okay. 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 So I'm going to just... Take in a nap. I turn the filter off, so there is no, <laughs> like... Like, it is just a lit tomb at the minute if it if it wasn't dead it once, is now once it didn't move for a little bit i completely <laughs> removed all life systems like yeah. uh, you uh -huh. know i was like any any Woman, chance I was napping. <laughs> <laughs> i've already purchased what i needed to make the water change easier in a couple of days so i now have a board like a plastic small like square board with caster wheels coming so that i can put the bucket the really heavy fucking bucket oh, on it and it. wheel it through the house well now which you can do now... like a little funeral procession thing really now we're gonna do that today when i i mean we have to bury this fish today yeah. i hope she reacts well anyway um out of life it, it she'll be a, it, it's part of the whole process fish literally lived exactly but... long enough for you to spend the maximum money possible <laughs> Dude, and then it kicked wrong. off when are you going to show up these fucking new ships that you got? When are you going to show us the ships? When are you showing the ships? Well, it was going to be today, but you guys had a... No, yesterday. But didn't you have Recotopia or something? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be next Thursday. That's when I want to do it. We, we cannot trust day. anything that Ian says, guys. Nice. Go go get one. Just get one. Oh, hey. You know what? Since we, we do don't one. have a live show on Friday... I'll do it Friday in this slot. Ian, you're we're we'll still, still be recording. recording the show. We're just not going we live. We just can't go live because <laughs> Wait, are we recording? I we're thought we were recording. That, we're 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 not going to be in our normal situation. Ian, I know that, but I didn't know if we're recording. Are we recording at exactly the same time. Uh everybody, once again, I'd like to point out that the captain does not know how to look at his calendar no, and be I prepared for this part of the show. I have a crew that can do that. <laughs> Ian, what's the answer? Thursday at 1 p.m. Oh, there CT. we go. Okay. All right. I like it. I like uh, it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>